Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen. This is a podcast about hanging out in Copenhagen. Uh, yes. Yes. Hello and welcome to the Six Show, Copy and Copenhagen on 97.7 FM. My name is Owen and I'm here with Marius. Oh, I get to just be Marius and not that thing, Marius. <laughs> well, I remembered your name from last week. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> this is your modern guide to living in the city of Copenhagen. Um, we, 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 we talk about everything. We talk about everything. Um, but this week we're going to be talking about a particular number of things. Marius, what are those things? Uh, oh, Well, um, we're starting with the news. The, news. the news roundup. Uh, three uh, hot stories, and I'm doing it a little different today. Oh, it's also going to be a quiz. Oh, for fuck's sake! Great. Yeah. Thanks for telling me on air. That's good. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> and uh, then uh, uh, we're very happy to have uh, Trent Coelli with his uh, cultural curiosities back on the show. Excellent. Uh, yeah, calling in live from Germany. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, what's Trent going to be? Yeah, what's he going to be talking work about? Work life uh, culture. We're doing a deep dive into it. Sort of, sort of the unwritten rules, the rules behind the rules, oh. the man behind the woman, yeah. and behind the man. Uh huh. Yeah, something like that. Right. Uh, that's what he said. Anyway. I'm intrigued. Yeah, very. <laughs> uh, and then we got some hot tips, and uh, then we're gonna go on weekend and call it a show. <laughs> go on. We're gonna go on weekend. Like you no and me, bike. are we going away? Somewhere? We're going. We're going we're, away we're this going, weekend. Really? Yeah. Again, you tell me life on there. It's brilliant. Yeah. I booked uh, us a nice tent. <laughs> a nice tent. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's the show. Let's get into it. You're on sick. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we jump into the news, oh yeah, you uh, you were not in town this this uh, this, this week. This week, yeah. I was uh, I was abroad for the first time in a long time. Oh, I went to Sweden. My God. I know. What what what. What brings brought you to Sweden? Work. Work. I had to go for work. Oh, okay. I had to go for work. There was no alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I had to go for work. I'm not uh, gonna. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, but it was it was it was it was, it was um, very easy. It was very easy getting to Sweden. Not absolute. I didn't even check the passports. Okay. I I took the train or not? I, I took the ferry from um, Helsinki to Helsingborg, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, oh, you went Helsingborg. Yeah, Helsingborg. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Oh, also for work. Yes. Okay. Cool. It was work related. Great. I it, absolutely work related. Excellent. Um, and then um, yeah, it was it was it was just like there was no. What? And You're looking at me like I'm going to say something. What? Yeah, I'm waiting for you to say something. There was I, no one. I'm, I, um, it was just very interesting to be in a different country, and um, we did some historic things while we had a chance. Oh, went to the the big What, fort. Did you learn something? Um, the last uh, occupant of the big castle, Helsingborg Castle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Okay, maybe not. But anyway, one of them was um, Danish. <laughs> Well, that's a fucking Denmark, isn't it? <laughs> You'd hope it would be. No, 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 Helsingor, Helsingborg. Oh, Helsingborg. The Swedish side. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fair enough, fair enough. So there you go. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and then I got to try on lots of um, old-timey dresses and clothes. It was great. Oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> work-related. That was work-related, work-related yeah, yeah. Okay. Work-related. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> so how how was it getting back into Denmark? Was that easy? Or that, what, was what? The, that was a bit different. That was... Um, so we got to train back... Uh, from Malama and um, you, the train stops at the airport, yeah. and you like it, like it normally does. But that's a that's a checkpoint now. So oh. they've they've set up like a bunch of um, 
um, passport checks uh, with like proper big screens and you know it's a full on thing mm-hmm. and you have to show your passport and your yellow card okay so both at the same time or maybe maybe I I had both on me but like I think you, you have to show both at the same time and then if you have them you're like yep that's fine there you go what happens if you show your passport first and then the yellow card if it's not at the same time I think you get shot okay I great. think they just flat out shoot you there great that's um, how it should be at the- <laughs> But it was it was proper full on. Okay, you know, you, you, Did, you didn't get swapped or anything. No, 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 okay. no. No, there was no there was no talk about. There's no testing. How no. you're feeling or anything like that. Okay. It was just like like. But there's all this like we were reading about. For, we have to go for the work trip. We were reading about uh, the, the rules and regulations. Of course, it was work trips. Work related, yeah. and um, it's it's totally legal to go. Okay, good. You just have to be like, you know, like if you're feeling sick or anything, don't go and da, da, da. Mm. yeah. So anyway, I was I was uh, in Sweden for this week, which was like, um, were you worried going to Sweden or anything? Or what were you concerned going to Sweden, knowing mm, knowing their? Uh... I was a little not concerned, but I was like, I think I'll probably go get a, a COVID test. Okay, yeah, just for safety's sake. I yeah. mean, it, I think I'll probably. I guess go I should get one too now. You probably well, yeah. just find out what my one is first. Okay, then we'll, yeah, okay. But um, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was curious. I wasn't concerned. I was more curious. I mean, like how? And honestly, it's it's very. It feels very lax there. Yeah, yeah. Very, very laxed. There's a couple of signs on the the, 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 the floor of like where you stand and everything, but they're all no one's paying attention to that anymore. Okay. So they're, they're taking it easy. Yeah, pretty easy. Pretty all easy right. over there. Well, that was their approach to it. So well, yeah. yeah. Um, Why change now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Coilies in Germany. Trend cool. Coilies in Germany. Yeah. So we're doing a, a very international Nordic show. Yeah. As I'm, we always I'm do. Just here in Denmark. Yeah, I'm holidaying in uh, Venluse currently, exotic Venluse. Yeah, because my uh, parents uh, decided to go on holiday in Jutland. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They went on a tent trip, hoping it would be sunny. Aye. Jokes on them. <laughs> uh, so you got you got the house. So yeah, me and my girlfriend are uh, plant sitting because my mother has a beautiful uh, balcony with uh, loads of flowers and. Uh, Trees and stuff that needs watering. Mm-hmm. That's being done by the sky. So thank you, sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but inside, there's also a lot of plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just nice to get sort of maybe, yeah, a little bit out of town. We live on Ustapol, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Also because we have scaffolding on uh, both sides of our um, currently renovating the facades and painting and stuff. So uh, there's a... It's not so uh, nice to wake up to somebody drilling into your wall. That happened to me this week. They, they, they're, t- they're all of a sudden outside, there's like 500... New window frames oh. in my garden, and or not my garden, like the green in my in my apartment, and they've just started. You have something green in your apartment? You should really get that checked. I, I, that uh, could be fun. Do- doctor, be doctor, doctor laughed. Um, <laughs> it's a doctor situation. Okay. Uh, no, they no, but like they, they they've come in and they're just like changing the 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 windows, and clearly they're going to be doing every single one of them. Mm. I was not informed. I went down to the guy and Now I you s- say that. No, 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 no. Because I specifically went to them. I was like, sorry, um, if there's any signs or anything for this, because uh, they're they're like two floors down and they're changing that one, right? So they're I was eventually they're going to be up to my one. Yeah, okay. And I was like, um, sorry, uh, I may have missed uh, missed the notice or anything, but I haven't heard about this. And he's like, no, we haven't put them out yet. Okay. <laughs> I, I was like, so do you know when you'll get to that particular room up there? And he's like, ah, we'll give you, we'll we'll put a sign on your door later. Okay. And I was like. Okay, but you're, but there's just construction now, and like it just yeah in the morning yeah seven thirty in the morning yeah that's lovely. Why did they get to start at seven thirty? Why so? Oh, yeah. I mean, I get you know, but couldn't it just be eight? Like, yeah, isn't that kind of more normal? Yes. Kind of, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, we're enjoying exotic Van Lusen. Yeah, it's no Germany or Sweden, but it's Van Lusen. 
Um, <laughs> hey, Owen. <laughs> hey, Marius. <laughs> you want to know what's on the in the news roundup? What's the news roundup? Well, it's gonna be a quiz. Okay. Cause you're gonna have to guess. Because I've I decided to be a bit funny. Okay. So I've made the titles for each story something you have to guess. <laughs> Uh, or at least two of them. Let's see how far we get. Uh, no, no, we'll we'll do all three. Yeah. Okay, uh, the right. first one is uh, slipstream fears doesn't scare the donkey. I have to guess what that's about. Is it? Yeah. What do you, what would you think this is about? Slipstream fears doesn't scare the donkey. New flight path. No. <laughs> Like a flight path over a donkey sanctuary? No. <laughs> no. There's Low. a beautiful donkey sanctuary in a, in a food, though. Is there? No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I was pretty sure you weren't going to get that one. <laughs> uh, uh, the donkey in this it refers to the Donkey Republic, these uh, uh, rent bike thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yes? yeah, yeah. Um, fears of contracting the virus while uh, cycling are the least of Donkey Republic's problems. But the future looks bright for the sector. Donkey Republic, they're, they're the green... No, not the green, the, the, the orange, orange bikes that you can rent, yeah? Yes, right, yes. Okay. Uh, quite popular among tourists. Uh, but there has been with the whole coronavirus, like, mm, do you want to share bikes with people? Is that a good idea? Yeah. Um, and uh, now there's been a study uh, that... Uh, and according to this study, uh, a two-meter distance may be way off the mark as coughing coronavirus carrier could potentially infect a fellow cyclist traveling within 20 meters. What? Mm-hmm. So it's this idea that if you're like, that's where the slipstream comes into this. Uh, ah. If you're like, you know, in in behind somebody to shelter for the wind, like the, yeah. uh, they do in the Tour de France when the, the, the sprinters want to sort of, yeah. you know, save some uh, energy for the end of the race so they can mm-hmm. sprint. You know, they'll be behind a mm-hmm. fellow biker. Uh, well, maybe this is not such a good idea if somebody is coughing in front of you and all the air is sort of all the... the the particles and the the, the droplets are just mm. flying uh, behind you, uh, and according to this study, yeah, they could be up to twenty meters even. Jeez, um, providing that they're pretty much directly behind and going at high speed. Uh-huh. Uh, the average cough emits seven point uh, six point seven milligrams of saliva, uh, which adds up to a lot of micro droplets, which, uh, due to their lack of uh, inertia, tend to hang in the air. Okay, hold on, but like, is this just not a concern for everybody on bikes? Yeah. Okay, so what's Donkey got to do with it? We'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> I'm impatient. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, and yeah, and but you could say, isn't it the same with walking or running? Exactly. Yeah, and it isn't it the is. same with walking or running? You just said it there. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. No worries. Uh, uh, <laughs> and and it it it. So if you're um, if you're uh, uh, running. Uh, the distance would be sort of 10 meters, so the droplets can go. So if you're running behind somebody and you're 10 meters behind them, even I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the cough zone. Yeah, you're in the right. cough zone, and it's five meters for a a, a, a sort of a, a brisk walk, four to five meters. So if I've forgotten to get toothpaste and I'm on the way back down to the shops, that's a five meter cough zone. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, uh, traveling side by side is uh, less risky. Uh, the study concludes. Hmm. Um, So I should be abreast with anybody on the, the footpath. Yeah. Just don't explain why. Just don't walk, explain why. Just like, 
in unison yeah. in, in with everybody around me. <laughs> yep. Uh, but this this was this study. Uh, now, here's where the, the donkey returns. Uh, the concerns were not shared by this donkey uh, republic. Ah, uh, okay. Our understanding is that the research is still very limited. Uh, we still need to get some more robust research. Um, uh, the chief of sales uh, said at <laughs> Donkey Republic, and of course you would say that. Yep. Um, but they have talked to quite a few doctors and microbiologists about the coronavirus and the risk of slipstreams, uh, and they seem to say that you're uh, that when you're outside and you're moving, uh, the wind or active air also sort of reduces the ability for contagion. Ah. So um, yeah, they're not they're not so concerned. Okay. Um, and they admit that there is some kind of risk, but you know there's a risk to pretty much anything. There's a risk to just going on your bike anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, so so don't. My conclusion, what I drew from this is, yeah. do not worry. You can uh, rent a bike. You can rent a bike, uh-huh. and uh, you know we don't have to panic about biking behind other people. Um, so we want to keep our our status as the the uh, the, the bike capital of the world. Um, but I will that? say, Amsterdam. So if yeah. I catch you, oh fuck, yeah, any of you, out there, okay, right, okay, that's just me, okay, getting in my slipstream, uh huh, because there are people who do that, uh huh, and they just ride behind me because I tend sometimes to ride in a fairly brisk brisk pace. No. I find that incredibly annoying. Really? Yeah. And I'm aware of when I do it myself, and sometimes I do it myself. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, yeah. a lady uh, on a uh, on a sort of a very sort of racer bike uh, mm-hmm. thing, uh, she 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 was faster than me. Yeah, and probably my sort of male dumb brain went, oh, "Woman, faster, go chase her." <laughs> That is a very male dumb brain. <laughs> so you uh, raced her. Like, no, so but then I was like, she was going so fast. I like, I was like, ah, okay, I'm. St- I started that. sweating immediately. I was like, this is no, this is not good for me. Uh, <laughs> that's con- that's, that's. But worrying. I was kind of in the slipstream of yeah. her in for a while. I was like, ah, I should just not do that. I need to. I need to try that. I don't think I've ever tried to slipstream. Oh, it works. It works, yeah. especially if you're on a highway. It's easier. Or like, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially on a windy day or something. Yeah, like, I mean, headwind. Yeah. It works. Yeah. All right, that was that article. Yeah. Next one. Next one. Uh, uh, this is a bit more easier. Discount culture. What would that be about, Owen? Um, whaling. Yeah, it's totally yeah. about whaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like not about whaling. Iceland and its whaling laws. <laughs> no. Sorry, sorry, just a quick, quick, quick little side note. Um, everyone goes gives out about Japan and their whaling, and yes, they do a lot of it. Iceland refuses to stop whaling too, just so you know. Oh, same They'd... with Faroe Islands. Really? Yeah. Pretty sure, they have some. They have traditions for for whaling as well, and sort of the butchering of whales on the yeah. on the uh, beaches, kind of thing. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, oh, but it, so it's yeah, not about whaling, is no, it? No, it's not about whaling. It's a it's a positive thing. Uh, Danish government uh, a few uh, weeks ago uh, gave a sort of a fifty percent discount uh, for uh, tickets to uh, museums, theaters, concert venues, and orchestras. Where you sit down, though, yep. uh, circuses, zoos, and many other cultural um, sort of institutions and events, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, but it also uh, meant uh, maybe also due to the fact that the Danish summer weather hasn't been uh, the best, the best that uh, there's been sort of a an onslaught of people uh, sort of trying to come into museums, uh, mm. tourists and Danes uh, alike, yeah. and uh, that's been bit of a bit of a yeah. B- bit of a storm, um, and they had to sort of turn people away. Ah, okay. Uh, so uh, 
my advice here is that if you want to sort of uh, go to a museum or yep. a venue or something, some cultural, uh, book in advance. Get a mm-hmm. ticket in advance because mm-hmm. you might get turned away. Don't just expect that you can rock up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very nice that the, the Danish government is uh, sort of funding and supporting. Yeah. Uh, and what was that thing we, we talked about the other week? Like uh, train tickets being... It was a 300 for anywhere for a week or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, eight eight days pass, I think, or something Excellent. like that. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Uh, final one, prime marriage. Prime marriage. Yeah, you got this one. Uh, oh, this is about the person who um, recently got uh, in the government. Uh, <laughs> is it about a new flight path over a donkey sanctuary? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this time you got it. No, this is uh, Mette Frederiksen finally got married. <laughs> The prime minister, uh, and 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 I can't help but think that's quite a year she's had. Yeah, man. She yeah. became prime minister. Then she was planning to get married. Then the coronavirus happened. Yeah, uh, there's an EU summit she had to go to last like a month ago yeah, again, yeah. and yeah, like. And I've heard I've never planned a wedding, but I've heard they're they're quite sort of. I think they're easy enough. Stuff. I've heard they're easy. Yeah, okay. I've heard I've heard they're pretty easy. I've I've spoke to a few people now who've had mar- mar- weddings and planned them, and uh, they all say a, a breeze. Yeah, a breeze. Okay. <laughs> uh, you just have to get uh, you just get get a bunch of people together and a priest and a priest or or a humanist if you're having a humanist wedding. Oh yeah, um, and then um, you just uh, you serve a bit of dinner, <laughs> and uh, people have beers afterwards or or wine maybe. Okay. And uh, if you if if you have a CD player or a sound system, you bring that <laughs> CD player. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a shitty little boombox. <laughs> little, uh, but yeah, I hear they're pretty easy. So they're good fun, though. I've been to a few. They're good fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, she she finally got her uh, got her man, uh, and he got her woman. Uh, he got the, her. <laughs> yeah. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, he did. He got uh, her woman. He got her woman. He got her woman. He got her woman. His. He got her woman. He, he got, got his, his woman. woman. I see what you did there. Yeah. Well, like, you did it. <laughs> anyway, congratulations. Yes, congratulations. She <laughs> got married to a film director, Bo Tackenbauer. Um, she's, yeah. she's quite young. She's only 42. Yeah, only only 42. Yes. Uh, okay, all right. That To to any of our, like, you know, 21-year-old listeners, um, where Marius and I sit in the, the place of life, Forty-two is not. Forty-two is not that. No. It's pretty close. It's not it's that. Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she got uh, married on a on a church uh, in a church, not on a church. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Good choice. Good choice there. Yeah. <laughs> Highly recommend most people getting married inside, in, inside, and yeah. not on churches. Yeah. Uh, on uh, the island of uh, Mutton, uh, where the couple has a holiday. Mutton. Mutton. Which one's that? That's that's the island. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? I was quizzing you. Which one is that? Which which island is it's, it? It's the island called Moon. What, But where is what, it? Which one is it? Where it is? Yeah, where is it? It's in the ocean outside of Jutland. You don't fucking know. <laughs> South of Jutland. Okay. Somewhat. Uh, who's gonna check me, huh? Me. I'll check later. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, congratulations. That's to nice. Is yeah. she gonna take a bit of a holiday? Do you think? Uh, I'm maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. I don't care if she's gonna take a holiday. Nobody cares about that. Uh, you have I can such tell passion you... and joy for your job, Marius. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. She's been married before, though. <gasps> Say what? But <laughs> yes, that's my tape. coffee. <laughs> what? Uh, she has two children from her previous marriage. Mm-hmm. She's a normal person. She's an F- with a history. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, 
they do have plans uh, to uh, have kids. Have, no, no, no. I'm gonna shut up. That was the story. She great, got married. Great. You guessed none of uh, the stories. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, thank so you very much for I, that. I I win. You. <laughs> That's my conclusion. Uh, if you want to read any of those articles or uh, more, uh, <laughs> other ones that we didn't talk about, because there's other ones. There are other ones. Uh, check out the Copenhagen Post. Uh, if you've licked, uh, licked, if you licked the link, uh, don't. It's don't. bad for the computer. But if you clicked it and you're hearing us, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Yep. Um, right. So uh, this week we're going to jump back to uh, CCC. Cur- cur- Curly's Cultural Curiosities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent Quelly, our uh, cultural expert, will be joining us from lovely Germany, mm-hmm. where the wine is fine and the the, the schnitzel is bitzel. Let's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, cut to him. Excuse the slightly poor uh, uh, quality. His he's ringing from a car park outside a castle on his phone. Yeah. Um, but it's still an interesting conversation. Let's go to it, ladies and gentlemen. It's with absolute delight that uh, we welcome back on the show. Uh, Quelly's Cultural Curiosity! Hey. Live from Germany, clap, I clap, hear. Clap, 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 clap. Hello, Trent. Yemen hi! <laughs> Ye- Yemen hi? Oh, was that German? Did Yemen you say? Hi. I might be German. Okay. I don't know. Name is German, same, same, right? Yeah, it's pretty but much the same. <laughs> you, sir. I'm, I'm sorry for my hiatus, but uh, glad you accepted me back uh, with, uh, without any conditions. So that's lovely. <laughs> we were stretched. We were we were in trouble. <laughs> we needed something, and uh, we were like, "This is fine." <laughs> no, no, great to have you, man. But you're you're in Germany, yeah? Yeah, on holidays uh, with, with the uh, the better half, and uh, we had a lovely area called the Mosel Valley or the Mosel River. Mosel, I guess. I know the German listeners can correct me or throw up in my pronunciation at their leisure. But uh, it's uh, it's sort of where you get uh, some very nice uh, white German wine. Nice. Rieslings. Oh, some Rieslings, Rieslings yeah. Nice German mm. wine is something and, I uh, haven't heard of before, but um, sure, okay. <laughs> you haven't? <laughs> They're not particularly known for their wines, though, really, are they? Oh, Riesling is quite famous. <clears throat> oh, man, but this, ah, area, this area is, is brilliant. Like, I'll bring you back a bottle of Riesling. I okay, well, okay, like that's fine months. with me so, then. So, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's the like uh, my girlfriend doesn't usually drink wine, and uh, we had a bottle of this uh, this riesling in uh, in a store that was in a beautiful quaint cellar uh, in, on, a, on a hilly slope of the town of Cochem, um, and uh, and it was it was just delightful. You're painting a beautiful picture. A it is it is live. It's a great area. Come come here if you can. Okay. But uh, yeah, so that's where I am, and uh, and I thought, what better place to uh, to um, talk to you guys? Yes, yeah, I was like, this seemed like the perfect situation to talk to us while you're in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> you're really distancing. Yeah, yeah this is good. Uh, <laughs> so this week, Trent, you're going to talk to us about uh, workplace culture. Yeah, exactly. So I thought I'd just take a, a sort of a standard thing that we've all heard of and all thought about uh, as, as, uh, as an expat in Denmark. Um, about workplace culture and uh, and people's experiences of that. Um, so it's a pretty standard thing most people uh, have heard about, right? You always hear the general the general things about what what to expect uh, in in Denmark when you're working. At least people who are onboarded here, you know, coming from overseas, or students who are coming up through their education and then maybe getting some uh, getting some work, getting a job afterwards. 
Uh, there's always this talk of workplace culture and how it's very different here in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yes, right. And it's true. I mean, of course, there's workplace culture different everywhere. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, and I just want to talk a bit about uh, some of the some of the things that people talk about. You know, what what do they actually say? Um, but also trying to put a bit of nuance onto it because um, I think you know. Every time I've been on the show, it's, I've always sort of tried to be a little bit clear about that I'm not a fan of generalizations or too many overarching categorizations. Yeah. Um, and here is no exception. So I thought maybe it'd be nice to take a little semi-deep dive into work culture. Okay. Are you ready? Settled in, sir. Go for it. Excellent. Grab your armchair and a whiskey and listen up. <laughs> so, uh... Pipe it up on. So generally... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Family friendly radio is the way to think. Yeah. Um, but, so uh, basically, let's start as broad as possible, right? So we, when we think about workplace culture, um, you sort of ask people what, what they think that is, right? And and uh, and I actually interviewed a bunch of people based on a project that I did for uh, one of my uh, clients uh, with Glocal. Um, and I did a bunch of surveys about what people, uh, how people define workplace culture. And it was interesting. They all pretty much said the same thing. Everyone's got a general perception of what we think workplace culture is. So I kind of summarized it uh, in, in thusly. Uh, the way people work together, right? There's more. Um, <laughs> unwritten and written rules of interaction between colleagues, management, and clients. They seem to be, or this seems, seems to be like the, the most common phrasing that people use, or at least it has the, the, the same themes that were across different people that I interviewed. And like, yeah, that sounds about right. It's pretty banal, pretty normal. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it is. Um, and my people sort of hang that up on things like, um, you know, okay, when I go to workplace, there's always some kind of behavior codex, especially in big corporate places. You know, you've got that bit of paper you have to sign saying, I will be appropriate. Uh, and uh, 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 all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, you say, okay, well, that, that's probably a good indication of, of workplace culture. But mm. um, but in essence, it's not really. It's kind of an oversimplification of the whole thing. So what workplace culture is, is kind of not so much a behavior codex. It's more like what's behind all the concepts that are in the behavior, uh, in, the beha- in, the, yeah, in the behavior codex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not just... Uh, uh, display good behavior, but what the fuck is good behavior in this context, right? In this country, in this place, in this uh, company, in this office, um, it's about looking at what is it. What does it mean to be ethically integral uh, in this particular workplace? What does it mean to be appropriate? You know, what is behind the word appropriate? In some places, it's appropriate to kiss somebody on the chin when you're going to work. Spain, for example. You do that in Denmark, I swear to God, they will get you for whatever they can get you for and fire you. Well, maybe not fire you, but definitely not come near you anytime soon. Um, if you go and kiss people on the cheek. Um, so it's about trying oh, to get Owen thought all you these, said these, something these. else than cheek. I, I thought you said chin. I'm like, that's a peculiar thing to do. But anyway, anyway, who am I to judge? I, I'm, I'm open-minded. Somewhere culturally. in the world, they do kiss you on the chin. That's, you know, don't be so judgmental. Nah, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Damn straight. Um, okay, so uh, the way we look behind these concepts, I mean, if we, you can do a whole you know, lecture series behind ethical integrity and appropriate behavior and stuff like that. We're not going to do so much that. Uh, but we are going to talk a little bit about some of the three main problems uh, that, uh, that, that these interviewees um, kind of identified for me. About what was, uh, what was some of the things in, in the workplace that 
uh, that really made them think twice or, or made them think, shit, I don't know what's going on. Mm. Um, and so the, these are kind I, of like the unwritten them. rules. Am I understanding it correct? Like you have a you you'll have some some standard rules and some 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 uh, uh, codex of how to behave. But then these are kind of like the underlying unwritten rules. Yeah, you could definitely put it like that. So if you got something like a behavior codex, like yeah, that's that's an attempt to write it all down, right? And everyone signs off and stuff. The unwritten rules is the stuff behind that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like having like having a mask on forgive the forgive the current uh, analogy for that <laughs> but uh, but it's like having a mask on it's like one thing looking at the mask but you need to understand what's behind the mask right mm-hmm. yeah. um to fully understand the thing so um yeah so the unwritten uh, stuff is exactly what what the rest of this is about right so you've got something like um uh, these three things that that people are uh, identifying and what's funny is they all identified these three things without any coaxing Um, like the good little interviewer, I attempted to uh, to not coax anyone into any preconceived boxes that yeah. we talk about when Very we talk good. about workplace culture in Denmark. Um, but it kind of happened anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, one thing that was identified as being uh, problematic, or at least something that was hard to understand or identify, was uh, the whole flat hierarchy thing. We've all heard about the Danish flat hierarchy, right? Yeah. Um, very proud of the flat hierarchy in, in Denmark. Oh, we don't have bosses, we have team leaders. Um, and that kind of thing. Mm. Right? Um, and everyone kind of identified this as something that was both great, but also problematic. Can you, can you, you just, okay, Trent, for, for anybody who, who may not uh, be familiar with the term, can you just give a quick, uh, brief um, uh, definition of the flat hierarchy? You betcha. So uh, flat hierarchy in Denmark is basically you've got a, a classic, um, I guess, organizational theory of, of, uh, of leadership that is hierarchical or, or flat. Um, and your hierarchical is sort of like, you know, the king at the top tells the subjects what to do and the subjects go, yes, sir, and they do it. Mm. Um, whereas the flat hierarchy is, is more, you know, imagine uh, imagine everyone standing in a circle. You've got someone who's like the facilitator uh, who, who, you know, is, is in control of, of generally what's going on but they sort of shoot out to all their different employees in that circle and say hey uh do this and do it by tuesday do that and do it by wednesday hey can you do that okay no you can't do that what can you do instead all right so it's this more kind of facilitator relationship that you have on a flat hierarchy where everyone right. has got a bit more say in how things are done it's not just some one guy saying do this and yeah. that's it okay okay cool yeah very good thanks for pointing that out Um, so one of the things that was interesting is, yeah, a lot of people could identify the flat hierarchy and say, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean, or I see what people mean when they say flat hierarchy, um, uh, and and I could definitely identify it. But then there was uh, others that kind of had a very interesting take on on the flat hierarchy structure, which was interesting. A lot of people seen the flat hierarchy as this um, interesting sort of like, okay, yeah, I can see that that I have a say, but I also see that. I only have a say in as much as I don't have uh, important decisions to make. Um, and for them, it was more like a facade of a flat hierarchy, right? Okay. Oh. So there is someone who pushes the yes button yeah. in the end, yeah. and that's the boss, <clears throat> right? <clears throat> so so it's more like, yeah, they're they're tolerating, you know, the the, the people down the bottom saying what they want um, and, and, you know, da-da-da. But in the end, it is the boss that says yay or nay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then on the other end, you've got this very interesting um, interpretation, which I'd never thought about before. And I don't agree with it or, or disagree with it. I think it's just an interesting, um, an interesting experience to put out there that the person had, um, where they kind of said, um, 
when they are in the workplace and they they, they witness this flat hierarchy thing, um, they seen it as uh, almost like um, a way to make uh, normal employees, uh, you know, like not management employees, do management type tasks Ooh. without the money. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, explain yeah. that a little I can, bit. I can. I can. Like, well, I can kind of see that. All right. In, in past experiences working <laughs> in Denmark, I can see that. Like, looking like you got a lot of authority, doing a lot of important jobs, but yeah. getting none of the pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I thought that's an interesting, very interesting take on it. Um, mm. And and this person was sort of like, you know, uh, yeah. That's why I think it's a bit strange that this happens. And I feel like you know they're just getting me to do more work uh, for, for no extra, you know, dollar. Mm. Um, and I'm like, okay, I see how that how that happens. Of course, this person was uh, was was from a from a country where uh, you know the hierarchy was a little different uh, in the workplace. Um, so that always came as a reflection into how she how this person interpreted uh, workplace culture here. Um, but no, it was it's just interesting to uh, to get these different perceptions of actual people in the workplace and how they experience this idea of flat hierarchy. And then of course you had the people that were like, this is great. You know, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to say this, and I get to have a say in how this works and all that kind of stuff. And I got to say, for my own job, I think I can definitely, I definitely appreciate the flat hierarchy in the sense, uh, in the sense that you know I get to have a lot of say in the projects that I have at, at work. And yeah, sometimes I get the idea too that I feel there's a lot going on, uh, and maybe I should get a shit ton more money. Um, <laughs> but but it's kind of nice to be able to decide, you know, how how your projects are going as long as you produce something. Yeah. To me, that's that's quite interesting. Maybe it's a bit of a generalization, but I f- I feel like you can draw a parallel from that to the whole of Danish society, and sort of it's kind of how I view democracy a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like in the sense that like you, we appease the public by sort of letting them have this say every four year, and and then you get to vote for a, a municipality elections and stuff like that, and then we can all yay we 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 did something we had a say, and then we they'll sort of ease the masses. And are you going to bring up the Illuminati again? It's it's all owned by the Illuminati. <laughs> No, without making a, a conspiracy theory, I think there's a also like with protests, you have to call the police and tell them we're gonna go yell and be angry. Yeah. Yes, you are allowed to do that. This is your, Thank this you. This is your time slot for anger. Yeah, There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, uh, I'm not saying it's all bad or all good, but like I think it is kind of a general thing in Denmark. Mm. Um, so that's very interesting. I mean, it's an interesting. It's interesting you say that. Um, i think you can also maybe draw a more uh, direct parallel with things like uh, volunteerism in Denmark. Um, you know, with Denmark also has this big volunteer culture. Yeah. Um, that that is, you know, kind of I would say it's fairly unique. Maybe it's Nordic, um, but it's definitely very unique. Um, where you also have that idea, if you're a volunteer for something, you're expected to do a lot of work uh, with very little payoff. Um, mm. Except for the product that you're doing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, and again, I'm trying not to sound negative. I mean, from my own Australian Anglo-Saxon perspective, I'm like, yeah, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> but but you kind of can see the the benefit of it as well. Like a lot of volunteer organizations get a lot done here, right? It's, it's mm. crazy. Uh, some of the power that a lot of them have. Yeah. Um, it's just an interesting, yeah, an interesting exercise in an an analysis, uh, if you like, and sort of good reflection, reflection information that one can have when entering the workforce or entering uh, volunteer life in Denmark, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right, so I'm ranting a lot. So I just I might just I might cut down a little bit. We'll see how we go. But um, <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the the big big things which uh, which I think I, I want to talk about. I'm going to skip one of them because I think we kind of came into it. Independent work ethic, the idea that you get given something and you're expected to produce that thing uh, without being checked up on. Yeah, right? uh, it's kind of common. That you uh, that you 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 get give a job, you get given a task. It's like go do that, and then if you're not used to being uh, let loose with your task, you might be expecting to be checked in on every couple of days or every couple of hours, depending on where you're from. Um, and uh, and that's that's uh, that that can be rather derailing for a lot of people. They think, well, I got a lot of time, I don't need to work too much on this, and no one's checking, and I've got this in the bag, no problem. And then all of a sudden, when the boss comes and says, "Have you done this thing?" and like, "Oh shit, I haven't done it yet," then you're in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's this disconnect of of, uh, of that idea of being let loose with something, uh, as opposed to being checked up on something a lot. And uh, that is something that some people have some issues with, uh, not any sort of serious, crazy ways, but definitely in, in in the sense of just that that independence that one has with their own tasks can be a little tricky sometimes to navigate it. But I suppose um, it's it's very much about the individual, right? I mean, one person would thrive in that situation. One person would would need more um, uh, kind of um, structure, structure and pressure from from above. Yeah. To, like, as if you're not being pushed, then I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, there's no real reason to do it. So I think that's very much uh, down to the individual, right? I think so. I think there's a lot of uh, of of people who. Um, you know, are expecting, I think it's more about expectation. There's a lot of people who are expecting to be told a little bit more clearly, this is what you need to do. Um, And I I can feel that in myself sometimes that I'm like, okay, you know, thanks for giving me this task, but I have no idea where to fucking start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that is a very common experience that a lot of expats, especially a lot of expats that come from countries where, you know, uh, management oversight is very common. Um, I think that also comes from this uh, the way you were uh, like how your schooling was like where if it's very much a like sort of controlled in the sense that like here and you need to do this and you need to memorize this and these are the checkpoints and this is how you get a good grade and like if it's a bit more sort of I think it's what we in Danish call frihed under ansvar like freedom under responsibility in the sense that like sort of you're you're let loose and sort of whatever way you want to approach this task is is fine as long as you get it done and there's an experience You're expected to get it done, yeah, but you have you have schools like that, right? That where there's a lot of what what are those kind of freer schools? Yeah, yeah, school. yeah. So it's like already like it's kind of from a young age you're kind of being given this freedom to express and to and some to, extent I wasn't in my school. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean I think yeah I think you're onto something, and that's that's a generally a topic I I bring or or concept I bring up when I talk about this kind of stuff. Um, freedom and freedom under responsibility. I think it is something that is. Um, that is that is to such a degree in Denmark that it is an extreme degree of Prihul and Ansvar. I have the same discussion with exchange students, to my colleagues about exchange students. Yeah, you know where where you know we get international students coming in and and we kind of have the expectation they just they'll fall into it and they have to learn to be independent. Mm-hmm. You know they have to learn that this is how it is now in Denmark. It's like, yeah, sure, but they're not Danish. They haven't grown. They, they yeah. don't have the same yeah. concept that you have. We yeah. need to onboard them a little bit, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely definitely something that uh, that is uh, underlying in this independent work ethic thing. Okay. Um, yeah. 
So uh, one of the, the bigger things, the last thing which I want to talk about, and this is a little bit maybe I'm, I'm advertising for the Danish government. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but let's find out. What are you going to say? <laughs> Vote. No. Uh, but <laughs> I think uh, one of the main issues that a lot of people had um, – or found to be easy if they had this particular skill was the language. I think we've mentioned it before. Um, as much as we want to believe that Denmark is an international country, or at least Copenhagen is an international city with companies that are international, a lot of the profiles that are sought after uh, are ones that include Danish as a, as, as a skill. Mm, um, yeah. And we can agree that that sucks, because I think it does. I think it sucks. Uh, that, that there are international companies out there who will only employ uh, or, or at least look for uh, local language skills um, uh, as, as, a, as a requirement before employment. Um, we can agree that sucks, but uh, it is something that affects uh, not only, I guess, maybe not so much your actual work, but definitely your social life at work. Right? Yes, you might have okay. a social life outside of work, and that's cool and great. But if you have a, if you want to have like collegial relationships, um, the language factor is is a massive, massive plus. Uh-huh. And we can see that when we interview folks, that that it is something that is unfortunately real. That there is a, a linguistic barrier that is um, unfortunately a little one-sided in the sense that no matter how much you want to convert. <laughs> Uh, so if you're in a group of Danes and you're speaking only English, then all of a sudden they're going to snag, uh, speak in English, speak in Danish, and you're going to be left out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's uh, it sucks us, but that's kind of the way it is. And we can, like I said, agree that it's bad or good, but it is something that is uh, is is worth thinking about. And I don't know if there's any people out there listening that can identify with this. I've given up maybe on on language learning because they're like, well, fuck this, I'm not going to learn a language for people who don't want to speak to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my, my advice to you or my, my, my hope is that, you know, just keep at it. One day it'll, it'll pay off. One thing that we've also seen um, through these interviews is that a lot of people after time, and this also sucks, after like, I think the average is around 1.5 to 2 years, is when people start getting to know the locals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that sort of fits in with language skills coming through too. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's really just data that I'm that I'm spewing out, uh, and from that saying, yeah, it sucks, but you know what? If we know this, then if there's time, try and do some language learning. Yeah. And I said in the past that I think that I think it's a shame, and that you know it's difficult to both uh, have to work and study or or study full time. Yeah. And then be expected to learn Danish alongside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. So, I, you know, I would also, if there are any companies listening, I'd, I'd say to them, you need to have packages that include Danish lessons within work hours. Yeah. 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 That's a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, because then it's going to pay off for them in the end. Um, and it's going to allow their, their, their employees to have, you know, the work life balance that is so famous here in Denmark. Mm-hmm. You can't have a work life balance if you're spending 90 hours a week studying Danish, uh, working and whatever else uh, that you have to do professionally. Um, so yeah, that's, this is a little rant from my side about this stuff, but language learning is, uh, is, is an important factor. We, we kind of all knew this, but it is, it is something that, that, uh, that needs to be looked at from all sides, I would say. 
Mm. Um, I mean, that's also investing in like the, the, the talk about you know students coming here. Uh, we you said that so negatively. Your students coming students. here. <laughs> no, but but I mean, it can be viewed. I think for some things <laughs> negatively that we're we're giving them uh, SU and stuff like that, and then they fuck back to their countries after getting you know yeah. free education here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, maybe also we need to make a, a better effort and sort of even welcome them in and sort of learning Danish, as you say, is is just an integral uh, part of sort of, um, yeah, um, integrating into yeah. the culture yeah. and getting comfortable way, with it. Yeah. In a way, I mean, you know, having an inclusive, inclusive society is always better than exclusive society, if you ask mm-hmm. me. You can you can sort of talk about what is exclusive and what is ex- exclusive, uh, inclusive. But uh, inclusive, of course, where you have the welcoming arms, right? Um, I think in any case, that's always a good thing. Uh, and that's something that most host countries could be better at when they have short-term internationals coming. Um, uh, not just Denmark, uh, I might say, but a lot of countries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was uh, with a slight off-roading rant included. <laughs> uh, my little uh, my little spiel uh, on uh, on Danish workplace culture. Well, thank you very uh, much. I'm gonna end with uh, well, um, hey, I'm not done. Oh, but so, oh, <laughs> sorry, my bad. See that that's that's workplace culture gone wrong there. Yeah. In the biz, they call a wine town. Okay. 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 I don't know if it, that's what it's called, but it is um, what I'm calling it. Um, so wouldn't want to end on a high uh, here. I'd yeah. Like to, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna end on a, I'm gonna end with some advice. Okay. okay. Um, about entering the Danish work workforce. I think a lot of people with all this stuff that 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 can go wrong or go right, you know, things like uh the flat hierarchy getting used to that, the language stuff, independent work ethic, uh and just normal cultural norms, it can be really overwhelming and people maybe think that well, it's adapt or die, right? Yeah. Um you know, I have to be I have to be the right kind of employee uh, in this and that way or fuck it. Um and I i truly believe that's not the case. So I like to end with three little bits of advice that I give to people who are going into the job market. And I think one of them is to be authentic. So don't be, don't try to be something you're not, mm-hmm. I guess is the thing here. Hmm. We're all allowed to be different, right? And that's, and that's, that's the point. We're allowed to be different. If you're anyone else other than who you are, you're not going to have a happy time. So if you go to a Danish workplace and you try to be as Danish as you possibly can in terms of workforce, or in terms of workplace culture and all that kind of stuff, um, you're probably going to lose yourself a little bit, right? Uh, yeah. I've seen it happen. It's happened to me a few times. Um, so uh, I think being authentic, remembering who you are and, 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 and not being abashed by that, right, is a really good idea, uh, a really good thing to do. Um, At the same time, though, of course, you don't want to be, uh, you know, the powerhouse of "Look at me, look at me, I'm different." Um, but you want to be something as well as that. You want to be curious too. Mm-hmm. So you want to you want to look around you and say, "What's going on? Um, and what is that? And what's this? And how does that work?" Um, and not be afraid to ask questions. I think that's another thing people try and refrain from doing in an intercultural context. People are afraid of upsetting, insulting. Um, people in, in a thousand different ways. And it's going to happen inevitably, right? I mean, you can't really escape it. You don't know what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way you can get around that is to be curious. Um, so I think being curious is a hugely important thing. Uh, which leads me to the next thing, which is to be humble, because you are going to make those mistakes and you're going to have to have a red face 
and say, whoopsie, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with doing that, right? You have to be able to make mistakes comfortably and accept those mistakes and own them, right? Um, so I think uh, these three things together, uh, if you practice them uh, as, as often as you can in the workplace or any other context in Denmark or any other expat situation you might be in, I think you're better equipped to uh, to have a happy expat life, if you like. It's a big it's a big ending. Happy expat life. Wow. Follow these three things. There you go. You're done. You don't need anything else. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Solid advice, Trent. Solid yeah. advice. Uh, thank you for your uh, cultural curiosities. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. And uh, I do apologize for being away for so long. And I thank you for letting me come back. Absolutely not, sir. Of course. Uh, looking forward to having you back in the studio soon. Yes. Yes, it would have been today if I wasn't in Germany, but uh, but, but yes, you're in another country. I'm so <laughs> well, gets in enjoy the, the the Riesling and the castles and. Uh, And uh, have a good time. <laughs> I was going to come up with a third thing, yeah. but that's all I know that's about you Germany. Apple strudel. Have an apple strudel for me. Ah, yeah, that's a fancy order. Nein, that's a kindly order. That's a fancy thought. Gedanke. Yeah, surely, surely, surely. Sehr gut. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Thank you very much, Trent. Fascinating. Fascinating Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Smart man. Smart yeah, man. Smart man. Yeah. Sexy voice. Sexy voice. Deep eyes. He looks through your soul, man. He looks through you when he through looks you. into you. Yeah. That's that's why we have him on air, on, on radio, on radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I hope he has a, a, a hot stay in Germany. And now I said hot. It's time for hot tips. That was a real. That was, that was a, a rough one. That was a real rough. That was segue. like that was like walking on gravel <laughs> without shoes. That was uh, mixed with like some burning cold. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, Marius, what should I be doing this week? Well, you know what? What? You should go to Aarhus. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't do a lot of uh, hot tips from Aarhus. No, but, we don't. Uh, I stumbled upon this one. Yeah. Uh, an exhibition about Pompeii and uh, Herculaneum in uh, Moscow Museum. It allows guests to walk the streets of the ancient Roman city, viewing artifacts never before seen outside of Italy. You're selling it. Displaying freshly baked bread, graffiti <laughs> offering male prostit- prostitutes, a urinating Hercules, and the cats of many and the casts, not cats, casts of many of its victims' bodies. Uh, the world-renowned ancient city of Pompeii has been reborn out of its ashes at an ongoing exhibition in Denmark that transports its guests back to the glorious days of the Roman Empire. It's a beautiful dramatic reading. Thank you, sir. Oh, I'm yeah. I, I want to go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It depicts the the life in Pompeii uh, before the eruption of uh, Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD, uh, where it buried all uh, its inhabitants yeah. uh, and turned it into this very interesting time capsule. Hmm. Um, so, uh, because you're probably not going to Italy right now. No. Go to Aarhus. Yeah. See some. Uh, It's a fun little journey if you get the if you go. To the top of uh, Zealand, and you get the ferry across. Yeah, I prefer that one. Yeah, and you, like literally, the ferry just drops you right in the middle of the city. Yeah, it's really yep. really nice. Yeah, I love a good ferry. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, and this uh, is has uh, the uh, it has been extended until September. So you get you got a bit of time. Great, but um, you know, get over there. Okay, there's plenty of good stuff to do in Aarhus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there is. <laughs> um, other than that, um, I like wine. Yes, I like to pretend I know stuff about it. Me too. Totally don't. Yeah. 
So maybe on uh, July 21st, you should go to wine tasting for beginners. Ah. This is at not your uh, usual wine bar, uh, which is in uh, Levenstra 13. And um, yeah, they have a like a, a little uh, sort of. A, do you want to learn about wine in a fun and social environment? Is that the one? Is that the one by the lakes? No, no, no. Sorry, never mind. Um, then you can join them on Tuesday for a fun wine tasting designed for those of you that really want an interesting and educational wine tasting. They will focus on improving your knowledge of wine, helping you get better at identifying different wine types. Uh, and as far as I know, uh, there's a little bit of a of, of a quiz Ooh. sort of uh, after you've uh, tasted some wine. So it'll be like some uh, blind tasting stuff. Nice, great. Yep. Uh, the cost is uh, 145 kroners uh, if you sign up uh, in advance by mm-hmm. selecting going in the Facebook event uh-huh. and uh, mobile pay to a number. Cool. Yeah. So uh, that'd be good. I'd like to. I'd like to sound like I knew what I was on about. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Mm, you're like mm. Mm, tenons. I'm getting yeah, tenons there. Yeah. Look at the curtains on that. I mm-hmm. think that's um, my grandmother knitted those. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I, I like the railing of that. I like the <laughs> railing. <laughs> the fence. Yeah, the fence. Mm, yeah. mm, 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 the grape. Mm, the grape. I'm getting grape. I'm getting that. grape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, so uh, check that out. Yeah. Uh, oh. 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 I'm gonna just do some some self promotion here. Okay, <laughs> just about yourself. Me, Marius. Me. Um, come, 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 I'm Grace. I'm great. I'm great. And uh... no, um, uh, I am uh, performing at the ICC Theater on July 18th. Uh, that is uh, Saturday uh, with uh, Murder of Crows, an improvised film noir show. The uh, crows are back. The crows are back. That will be a uh, yeah. It's a it's a it's a dark twisted story about uh, devious uh, felons and oh. crooked cops and oh. corrupt uh, officials and and, uh, and 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 sensual yet dangerous femme fatales. <laughs> yes, so, uh, fantastic show. I have seen it a number of times. You guys are fantastic. Uh, highly recommended. Thank you very Fun much. Fun night out. That's July 18th. Buy tickets at improvcomedy.dk. Thank you. No worries, thank you. Those were the hot Dim tips. Dim the hot tips. Did I do three there? You did three there. That was fast. That was... Pew, 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 pew. Um, and you know what? That's the show. That is the show. That's the show for today. Uh, check out our Facebook page to see photos of us. Um, <laughs> and Trent. And Trent. Trent's going to be on that as well. Uh, you can listen to all our other episodes on on Spotify. Will you uh, upload one of your work-related photos uh, in... in, in uh... Yes, there was a very um, specific moment during my work meeting where I had to dress up um, in a dress. You look and beautiful. Thank you. I will be putting that up on the Facebook page. Um, check out uh, the, the Copenhagen Post for any more uh, articles you might want to read. Yeah. Uh, get on iTunes. Get on Spotify. Yeah. Give us a rating. And yeah. that's great. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. I, I presume, as I said that, in real time, whoever's listening just went it. off and did that. They just did it. And I'm thanking them. Yeah. Thank. Um, that's important. Janet, who just did it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Rita Rita and Paul Paul just did it oh wait wait who's that that's Mickey thank you so much Mickey appreciate that that's really good of you Fothinthia Fothinthia that's kind of her four stars what's that about oh no 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 five thank you very Uh, much she just changed it that's great thank you Um, right Uh, that's the show have a great weekend and we will be back next week goodbye bye